listener production. This is the Rush Hour with AB and Elliot's podcast. Hello, Rush Hour family, and Happy New Year. It's producer Luke here. The guys are still on holidays. We'll be back live on your radios uh, on January 22nd. But before we get that, I thought, uh, well, the guys aren't here, so I'm going to give you some of my best bits from the year 2023. And first up uh, today, we're going to go through some of the uh, couple of couple of great interviews that AB and Elliot did um, last year. We're also going to dive into what did you find in a rental? And we had some absolute cracker calls there. Luke Bradnam also has uh, some very has a very important message. Uh, considering that we are in the middle of summer and it's been a very long, hot summer uh, already, uh, some very sage advice coming up from him. AB tried to do a bit of an experiment on her husband, Alex, as well. Uh, something that she called the happy dog experience. But before we get there, we're going to ha- listen back to the interview that AB and Elliot did with Burnsy from the Nindigilly Pub, a place that Elliot has described is heaven on earth. That's next. It's the Rush Hour's Producers Picks. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. You know, for the longest time, heavy people in religion and and experts have been working out where heaven is, what it looks like, all that kind of thing. Well, wonder no more because it's not up in the sky. It's actually in Queensland. It's about 45 kilometres away from St George in the southeast corner. Heaven is a town called Nindigully, in particular the Nindigali Pub. What I've stumbled across now lives on our Instagram page too, Rush Hour QLD. The Nindigali Pub is the home of the biggest burgers, forget in the state, I think potentially in the world. Uh, Producer Luke has managed to get hold of the owner of the pub, aptly named Burnsy. Burnsy, good afternoon, mate. How are you? Hi, hi, AB Elliot and people out there. How are you all? Doing really well. Uh, Again, I really need people to get a visual of these burgers on our Instagram, Rush Hour QLD, if you, if you could jump onto there. What sparked this obsession with making gigantic, bigger-than-Flintstone burgers? Oh, a bit of stupidity, a bit of boredom. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. We, uh, mad butcher, mad baker, mad publican. Yeah, because Burnsy, it, it does say on your website that you source everything locally. I mean, there's four or five different options on there. Which would be the most popular or the one that people challenge the most? Well, yeah, we call it the Everyday Family Burger, which is the road train, which is the one at five and a half kilos. That feeds four to six people. Um, it's We sell probably in season 40, 50 of those a week. <laughs> Even out of season, we sell probably a dozen a week. So there's a lot of families... It's a family burger, so it comes as a massive big burger and then yeah. a huge amount of curly fries and a huge amount of onion rings and it's just a it's a oversized burger. But that's where they, that's the smallest one of the big ones. Yeah, Burns, we'll get to your biggest one in a second. I'm just going through yeah. your menu, but let's stay on that road train. You say it's the smallest. It's still described as a 1.5 kilo beef patty. Everything else, you said it serves four. Have you ever seen a superhuman tackle it solo and get it done? Uh, one guy in Bundaberg, he'd call out to me if he's listening. Mm. He's a legend. Big boy boy he is. He's six foot six and about, oh, you'd have to be 170 kilo. <laughs> he tackled it in a two and a half hours on his own one day, and he drank about eight schooners of beer with it. Yeah, obviously, you got to wash it down. We have to he find him. <laughs> he had a tear squad too, so he did really well. 
it, he ended up taking out Ralph Bachelor of the Year. They put him up for Bachelor of the Year in Ralph magazine when it was around, and he won it. Well, he definitely deserves it. Can you tell me, I mean, like on the menu at the moment, there's oh, six different options. The Queen's Lammer, the Roadhog, Real Big Mac, Three Foot Hot Dog and the B Double Double. How many people locally are consuming these or are you finding people travelling from all over the state to get there? The family reunions like them, but it's more, they're more targeted to rally groups because you do rally groups up here at 500 people. Right. And so you can feed up three of those mega burgers They'll feed fifty people, and the real big Mac it'll feed real big Mac it'll feed forty five on its own. So <laughs> how big's the real big Mac, Burnsy? It's twenty five kilo. <laughs> yep, twenty to twenty five. I'm reading it now. It's your choice of filling: pork, lamb, chicken, yep. or homemade mince. Oh my gosh! <laughs> a prime mover and a separate trailer behind it. This we'll sounds insane. On the dog in front of it, so it's got a bulldog in the front. So it's a bulldog in the front and a prime mover in a trailer. Nindigillypub.com.au for the pictures in particular. Worth it. Burnsy, a couple of things we have definitely decided today, uh, made for sure. Number one is that all three of our vegan listeners are no more. Uh, n- number two is that the Nindigelli pub is on the spot, on the location that we must visit for 2024 with Team Rush Hour. What a delight you are. What a, what a wonderful concept some of these burgers are too. The Nindigelli pub is a must-see location in Queensland. Put it down in your map. Check out the photos online as well. Burnsy, an absolute delight. Appreciate your time, brother. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time. I will do everything in my power to make sure I'm not part of the statistic. You know, one in two marriages end in divorce. I work very hard to keep my husband happy and make sure that we're on the same page. And I read an article the other day. I stumbled upon it. I saved it. I thought, I'm going to give this a crack. It might spice things up, make it a bit more interesting. It was titled, I tried the happy dog hack with my husband and it reignited our relationship. (laughs) The happy... (laughs) Happy dog. (laughs) Not. Dogging. (laughs) Different. It was written by a woman named Aston Simmons for Mamma Mia. Shout out to them. Basically, she described how every single afternoon when her husband comes home, her kids and the dog are very excited. Dad's home, running to the door, jumping up on him and and whatever else. And she just does the, hey, how's your day? Whatever. Quite low. Monotone. She said, I decided to make a conscious effort to greet my partner with love, happiness and excitement every time I saw him like a happy dog. Right. And my dog, Ted, much like yours. Yeah. If you, you could be gone for 15 minutes, you could be gone for 15 hours. He treats it like a coming home ceremony. He races to the door. He jumps up and down. He licks you about 10 minutes. Yeah. If you try to go to the bathroom or something, as soon as you get home, not good enough. He has to be involved in that. He needs you (laughs) for that time. And it feels beautiful. It genuinely puts you in a great mood. I imagine it works for him in reverse. Yeah. Are your pets? My dog. Both the same. My dog is not. My dog will sit in his bed, crane his neck over to look at me at the door. Yeah. Oh. Does he wag? And then he'll go back to sleep. So so he's you, but in dog form. He doesn't care about it. Yeah. Wow. They really reflect who you are. What about yours? No, mine aren't like me. They're tails take off like they're going out of space. I've yeah. never seen anything more exciting in my life. I think I've been to your house before yeah. and even before I've pressed the doorbell, yeah. they've raced you to the front. you got a great Dane jumping up on your shoulders. Oh, yeah. 100%. So I thought yesterday mm. afternoon before Alex gets home, I'll get ready and I will make it the coming home of all coming homes. Here is how it went. All right, he's here. Hello! It's so good to see you. <laughs> Hey, give me a hug. What are you doing? We're so happy to see hey, you. I'm you... jumping on you. <laughs> don't be weird. That's how, what are you doing? 
He's scaring the dog. Look at the dog. He's scaring the dog. I thought you'd be happy. Okay, okay, okay. Has this boosted your mood? No, it's made it a weird mood. Thank you. What were you hoping for from him? Like him to match the intensity, nah, similar see, to I me and the I dog. I think you planned that part. No. You hadn't planned what his reaction would be. Yeah, he was, he was mostly uncomfortable, yeah. and later he was like, I think you actually hurt yeah. me when you jumped on me. Yeah. I'm concerned that you've given your poor husband Alex the ick. <laughs> <laughs> well, now just, we're definitely going to get divorced. Just another statistic. That was a beige flag. Beige oh. flag? I think that's a red flag. I don't flag. know. I can't keep up. I think it's all the Happy flags. dog hack. Yep. Maybe don't try no, it. No, I don't think <laughs> or so. Or do. I don't Triple M's Rush Hour with AB and Elliot. What did you find in a rental mm. that you moved into? Because as anybody in this great state knows, if you've rented before, yeah. somehow you have to have the property absolutely schmick and perfect when you move out. Mm. But when you move in, it's usually a total bin fire of a mess. Yeah, but further to that, this could be, and, and I want to hear too from homeowners where True. tenants and left have left, and it, it might not have been something awful in there. It could have been something of worth, but but those stories one triple three five three as well. Because it's off the back of yesterday, we were talking about a Townsville bloke mm. who had to come back to his rental property, and it had tons of stuff, trampolines, boxes. It's like they'd left all of their gear. He put it up for sale on Marketplace in the attempt to try and buy a carton of beer from what he salvaged. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff there. One triple three five three. Have you got, because I mean, I've told this story before, but I bought a place, moved in, Mm. and there was a beautiful vintage timber surfboard that I can understand the owners missed because it had fallen out of the carport down the side of the house. Did you keep it? Kept, gave it to my best friend's boyfriend at the time. They didn't even end up together, bloody hell. He was a surfing enthusiast and he restored it and had it on his wall. Okay, so that's the thing. It may not be, oh, it was dirty nappies and whatever. It could be something of worth. One triple three five three. Uh, producer Luke asked Team Triple M today. We walked into our new rental and found a traffic cone and stop sign in the shower. Oh, you know okay. where that's from. What? It's... <laughs> Young gentlemen on nights out. There's a there's a, oh, there's, they a face it, yeah. there's a Facebook page for things that they collect on a night you out. You did that, didn't you? Oh, You're look, one of them, aren't you? From way back when, yes. And now I'm a mature adult, and that's exactly. Everyone what that also steals a street sign with their own name on it. I've yet reason. to find one, but still. Annoying street. Um, the previous tenant left a frozen pizza in the freezer, and it was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> It's poison, but I do respect that. That's great. I once found an old box of condoms when I was uh, finishing school, schoolies trip, and uh, they had expired in, I think, 1986. Oh, I was going to say, that's a thoughtful gift. What happens when they expire? They lose their effectiveness. But do they just... Dry up? No, they're not... Dry. <laughs> Move on. I don't know if we can. One, two, three, five, three. I did, and I won't name exactly where I was at the time, but I was dealing with a rental agent. This is many moons ago. Sure. And a homeowner that was, you know, the really particularly nasty ones that just made your life difficult yeah. for the sake of it. And for the most part, I've had good ones. We had one of them. Uh, so when we moved out, I decided to leave because I, I wasn't taking it with me a whole roast lamb under the house. And I just let it rot. And You're a monster. I'm well aware from the neighbours that lived there a couple of weeks later, it was a sand and people thought there was a dead body under there. Um, just a hot tip, fish would have worked better. It's a worse smell. That's all I had um, in Wayne and Mackay, what yep. did you find? Uh, chicken in the oven that had been there for quite a while, full of maggots. Oh. And then uh, aside from, yeah, skip full of belongings had to be thrown out that the people had left behind. It was 
just like they'd been vaporised, essentially. And this was, did you own the place and you were getting it back? No, or, no, no. We, we, we were actually moving into the house. Oh, so I'd ask for my no, deposit we, back immediately. <laughs> the exit clean was no good. <laughs> I just can't believe people would leave chicken in the fridge and not eat it, like in the oven and not eat it. My mum sometimes forgets that she microwaves some greens. Yeah. yeah say la vie. The chicken, though, Wayne, what the hell? What kind was it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm truly dead. What do you mean, what kind was it? Was it well, chicken? Was it like a chicken roast chook or was it, you know, some chicken breasts, maybe a cordon bleu? Tanya in Rockhampton joins us on the Rush Hour this afternoon. Welcome, Tanya. What's your story? Um, I was moving into a rental and um, I had my three kids with me. One was in primary school, two were in high school, mm. and I was unpacking stuff. And the kids come to me and said, Mum, look what we found. I said, what? And I went in and they'd found a duffel bag in the linen cupboard full of adult toys. <laughs> were they adult toys that could pass as kids' toys? For example, fluffy handcuffs. No. Oh, okay. no. They were more no, they, they were, rigid. But, but, yeah. Okay. I don't want to ask. imagination, but yeah. Were they new or had they been oh, used? I did not take the time to look. <laughs> I, I have cool. seen, Tanya, uh, certain <laughs> devices used as uh, not quite remote control cars, but when you turn them on and put them to them. vibrate, they can race and they can go quite quickly. So if it was to happen again, you may get to skip Christmas present-wise for the kids, because they could use them, potentially. Yeah, no, I think okay. I'll give them a hard pass. That's fair. Educational hey. and entertainment. We're factor. always here for advice on the rush hour. Tanya, good on you. Thanks for calling. No worries. Thanks. Bye. You'll know this next guest as a guy with suspiciously good hair 24-7, even while he battles ferocious winds and rain, often to deliver our nightly weather reports. But he's joining us for a very important message for Queenslanders this afternoon. Welcome Nine News weather, beach, surf and fishing extraordinaire, Luke Bradnam. Hello, AB. And can I say uh, to uh, particularly your listeners in Harvey Bay, my hometown, a very good afternoon to you because uh, I love the fact that uh, with your show, which I am a listener of, by the way, that I can get it from town to town as I cruise around the state. And <laughs> I was up in Harvey Bay last weekend and I was listening to uh, you guys as I was driving home on Monday afternoon and I and I dig it. I love that, uh, you know, you get to go all the way around the state. So I don't get to hop on Harvey Bay, my hometown radio, very often. So good day to everyone in the Bay at the moment. Oh, that's Amazing. special. Shout out to the Harvey Bayers. Now tell us, obviously, on a more sombre note, it's been a difficult few weeks for you. You've had this health diagnosis that you wanted to share with Queensland. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, I uh, about uh, go back about six weeks ago. I had a suspicious mole on my chest, and uh, my wife was at me to go and get it checked out. And it just life being what it is, I thought I was too busy to do it, and it dragged on over the course of probably four weeks. Where on a daily basis, uh, she was nagging. I mean, suggesting to me that I should go and get this mole checked out. And eventually, in all honesty, just to shut her up, I went and got it checked out. And uh, the, it turned out the mole that I went in to get uh, checked out, but there was nothing wrong with it. The doctor said, no, nah, that's 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 cool, that one. Well, while you're here, let me check out the rest of you. And he found a suspicious mole on my rib cage, which turned out to be a really aggressive melanoma, a cancer. And uh, and then last th- uh, Thursday, I've, I've had it removed. And uh, I'm just so grateful that I went and got this skin checkup. If I hadn't of, and I've left it for even 
another 12 months, it could be a very uh, different story for me with regards to uh, the survival rate. Yeah, Luke, I mean, we're in Queensland. We have the highest rate of skin cancers in Australia. Every year, more than 3,600 Queenslanders are diagnosed with melanomas, um, getting them cut out. It's a whole ordeal. You're an active guy. You spend time out in the sun. You're on the beach. Like, What are some of the things that people can do to, to protect themselves? Well, firstly, you've got to cover up, which has been, you know, like something that I've now have had to come to terms with. Uh, so, look, you've got to wear a shirt. I go out fishing. I was out off uh, Rockhampton, uh, 1770, uh, last weekend fishing, and uh, I'm wearing a shirt now. Now, back in the day, I probably wouldn't have, and, and it's just wearing the sunscreen. But more importantly, the, the, the cancer that I've just got, the skin cancer, that probably hasn't occurred in the last couple of years. That could have occurred when I was a kid. So that could be 20, 30 years ago that the damage was done and I'm paying the piper right Mm. now. And so the best thing you can do uh, is to go and get a skin checkup. And immediately upon um, getting, uh, you know, diagnosed, I just rang all of my mates and said, go and get a, you know, you guys have all grown up. We all grew up together. Go and get a a skin checkup. Just before uh, you guys called me about half an hour ago, Smithy, one of my best mates, has just called me. He's gone and got a checkup on the back of on the back of my news. He has a melanoma as well. Oh my gosh! If it's been twelve months since you had a checkup, that's too long. And if you've never had one, that is crazy. Go and book in this afternoon. Mm, and even just the fact that you weren't even aware of the lump that ended up being cancer as well, you might not see them, guys. So it's absolutely worth going and get your annual skid check. And if you do notice that anything that's a little bit suspicious, they say particularly for the over 40s as well, just head along to the GP and ask any questions there. Thank you so much for joining us, Luke. Very helpful. And best of luck this week with the uh, checkup with your GP. I love the show, and uh, next time I join you guys, uh, can someone send a search party out so I can say good day to Elliot? <laughs> <laughs>